to another great episode of Dream Business Radio. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and this is the podcast to learn how to create your dream business so you, too, can grow your dream lifestyle. I'm the founder and creator of the Dream Business Academy and the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, and I coach entrepreneurs at all levels how to grow the business of their dreams. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dream Business Academy. That is a three-day live event. Our next one, which is our seventh, is taking place in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, September 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a marketing and business building event where you will learn exactly how I created my multiple businesses using what I call the million-dollar platform. Learn more at dreambizacademy.com. By the way, you can get $100 off your registration which right now is a half price early registration, so you get $100 off that, using the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Again, that's Dream Biz Academy, DreamBizAcademy.com. Use the coupon code PODCAST, get $100 off your registration. Really excited about this week's show. My special guest is the founder of a pretty uh, unique digital agency called Disruptive Advertising. Let me briefly introduce Jacob, and we'll bring him right on. Jason's career uh, started as a senior consultant with Adobe. I'm sure everybody's heard of that, where he learned the power of data in marketing. After breaking off as an independent, he helped his first client go from 25 to 350 employees by helping them leverage their data to know exactly how to invest their marketing dollars on Google and Facebook and ask him a lot of questions about that. Seeing a huge gap in the market as very few businesses had the bandwidth or the experience to leverage data in their uh, marketing strategy. Jacob used the capital from his first business in software sales to start Disruptive Advertising in 2013. Disruptive Advertising uses data to help businesses, businesses advertise profitably on Google and Facebook by leveraging their software and team of marketers. Jacob has grown the business from just himself to over 60 employees and $9 million in annual revenue in only three and a half years with zero debt or outside funding. Super impressive. They have worked with over 1,000 businesses to date and have found that on average an astounding 76% of AdWords and Facebook ads are wasted. Wow, that's incredible. Hey, Jacob, thanks for coming on the show this week. I'm really excited to uh, to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jim. That's very impressive, my goodness. In three and a half years, you've grown an amazing company, um, and I, I really want to dive right in because I'm excited to uh, talk to smart people like yourself, as I know my listeners will be to hear this. But before I go in there, I need to ask you, uh, where did your entrepreneurial DNA come from? Did your parents or grandparents, because sometimes it skips a generation, or, or are you kind of the first entrepreneur in your uh, in your family? You know, I'm I'm – the first in my immediate family, uh, my grandpa definitely uh, had an entrepreneur spirit as well. I uh, didn't get to know him too well as he did pass uh, when I was pretty young. But, uh, you know, I think it skipped a generation and landed on me there. That's pretty incredible. So when you decided to go out on your own, um, I mean, I, I, you, you strike me as somebody who's got a lot of confidence. Were you were you nervous? Did you say, man, I'm going to kill it because I, I kind of got this this segment of the uh, digital marketing space figured out or what was that what was your first year like you know I think I've I've done a a good job if I've got you uh, tricked into thinking I'm a pretty confident person Uh, it was very (laughs) scary uh, to break off and do that and it took me five years of really honing in just a good practical skill 
before I had the confidence to go and I knew I always wanted to do something on my own, but it wasn't until I developed a really tangible skill set and, and then finally, you know, took the plunge uh, to make that happen. And so it was definitely uh, a scary thing for me to do. And I'd like to say I was confident and knew exactly where I wanted to go. But, you know, especially early on and even now, I'm often more, more, more motivated by fear of failure than I am of just having a confident approach to things is the real answer. Well, that's awesome. And um, by the way, the reason I think you look confident is you got that great picture on your on your one sheet. <laughs> you, you look you look like you got it all together, which is kind of funny. You, you know, kind of a side story, which is kind of funny. Did you ever see the movie U five seventy one? That submarine, um, World War Two submarine. Matthew McConaughey was the skipper of that. Yeah, I did. So there's a section there's a section in that movie, and I was just talking about this with one of my clients the other day, who was really a little bit nervous. They get a lot of employees too, and I said, "Man, you never want to give an answer where you 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 if you don't know it, you you kind of fake it." And I was reminded of the uh, first officer taking him to task about as the owner of the company, you always look like you're in charge and know what you're doing in front of your staff, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Hey, so so you so you grew um, in three and a half years with no debt, no outside funding. Um, did you basically employ a lot of the strategies that you use to help your clients? Is that how you got clients in the first place from some of the ads, or how did you do that? It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I did. Um, as you mentioned uh, in the introduction, I did have a little bit of money that I seeded the company with initially. Uh, it was $50,000 that I had to kind of get going with. And initially, I, I had kind of a core group of clients from the, from my network and sphere of, uh, sphere of influence that were kind of my first couple of clients, um, used some of the extra cash that I had, a couple of clients that I already had, and then got going from there. And the, and the two things that I invested in early on was uh, a lot of networking uh, at conferences locally as well as nationally, um, and you're, you're spot on. The tactics that we use for our clients is what I immediately used for ourselves as well, investing into uh, AdWords, Facebook, those sort of things to drive in some leads and, and get our name out there. That's, that's um, to work for a company like Adobe. You, you must have got a lot of training with uh, working with big companies, big staffs, and things like that. Is, is would, would that be fair? Yeah, you know, the, the, a few of the clients uh, that I really enjoyed working there was American Express, John Deere, um, uh, Home Depot, just a lot of the big names that are out there. And that's what was really surprising to me is you, you work with these large national or even international companies, and to see the level of sophistication that they were using uh, prior to working with Adobe was, you know, uh, pretty eye-opening to me. And, uh, and then their ability to even leverage and uh, implement with the data that they had was also interesting to me. And so that, that's, what, that's where I kind of had that epiphany. After doing it for a little while and seeing that, hey, you know, if the big boys aren't doing this, effectively and they're trying to but they're not there yet i guarantee no one in the mid small to mid market is doing it either and you know adobe wasn't really addressing that uh, area in the market as well and so that's where i saw my opportunity hey let's get good data about how our marketing campaigns are performing and then leverage that data especially in paid media channels where you have complete control over where when and how your ads are seen by your target audience you can track it all. It, it's great. And so that's where I saw the opportunity branched off um, 
and started doing that. So I know I know there's a lot of companies who will say, oh yeah, we're experts in you know pay per click and, and Facebook ads and things like that, and and I know uh, at least I I believe I know that a lot of them use their own uh, skill, talent, intuition, things like that. But are you saying that you you actually develop some software that that automates it or at least uh, speeds it up or what what's your software program like? Yeah, absolutely. There are elements of marketing that can be automated, and there are a lot of elements that cannot be. Um, software is only as good as the data that you put into it, and also is very dependent on how good the strategy is initially anyway. And so kind of the way that our process works is we do take the time to make sure that we've got a good strategy in place and that all of the tracking is set up correctly. Um, once we have those in place, then our software is able to monitor the performance, help uncover areas that it's hard for a human to go and dig through hundreds, thousands of ads, keywords, um, levers to pull to improve performance. And so that, that's kind of where we take the best of both elements. If you only use software, you, it's only going to take you so far without a good strategy and making sure you've got good data. And if you're only doing everything manually, you're not going to be able to move fast enough. And so we've just kind of identified the best of both worlds and put that together. Do you, with the, so I said you had 60 employees, are you all like under one roof or, or virtually or a combination of the two? Well, we have currently got everybody under one roof. Uh, we're here in wow. Utah. And... You know, I, I'm open to the idea of we, we've had someone that was working remotely uh, in San Francisco. They did just recently move up here. Um, at some point, we do plan to branch out and have offices in different locations in the country. But for the time being, I'm, I'm really big on culture, and it, it, it is hard to facilitate that with remote employees. And I certainly feel a lot more comfortable with it if they can come and get up to speed and integrated with the team and then branch out to be remote versus starting remote. Um, is kind of how I viewed that. Yeah. What what kind of steps did you take to create your software? Was it, I mean, did you rely mostly on all the the hands-on experience you had early on? And because a lot of entrepreneurs, they just kind of store things in their brain until it's, it's kind of go time, then they pull it all out, so to speak. How did what? How long did it take you to come up with that software? Yeah. So there was a, there was a couple of stages. Obviously, um, Adobe has their own platform, which is. At the time, it was called Search Center. Um, it's now called Adobe Media Optimizer. Uh, it was a tool that I was using on a regular basis and very, very up to speed with what makes a difference and what doesn't. Uh, Jim, you're going to laugh at me, but I actually recreated all of the meat and potatoes aspects of what I needed to do to help drive value in a macro-based Excel sheet um, where I could just download the information from the AdWords platform, plug it in AdWords, push a button, it did all of it for me, and then I uploaded it back in. Um, and so I was actually able to get that nailed down very, very quickly in getting going. Um, since then, of course, we've migrated into more of a, of a, a software model where we log into our platform online. Everything is dynamic through APIs, uh, better automation, data visualization, all of the things that we needed to take it to the next level. But it was something that was incorporated um, very early on. You know, one of the things, and I, I know I have a good friend of mine is, you know, kind of in, in the SEO business, which is not entirely different than, than what you're doing, but one of the challenges that he has in his business, I'm curious, I'm assuming you have it too, is when when you've got a client that wants to work with you, obviously they have 
you know, stars in their eyes. They want to have some good results. They're, they're, they probably pissed away a fortune trying to do it themselves. And they, they believe, you know, in the, in the strategy of uh, online marketing, digital, you know, pay-per-click and Facebook ads. But how do they, how do you get them over the hump? Because I'm, I'm assuming, unless you've perfected this too, Jacob, I'm assuming there's a ramp up. You gotta, you know, you gotta get to know the client, and you know, you can't just turn on the uh, machine and, and, and week one you're getting a huge ROI. So, how do you how do you work with your clients that way? Yeah, there's a few things to consider there. Um, as a company, we've identified a, a variety of industries where we already know how to plug and play and make that work. Uh, a couple of examples of that might be a personal injury attorney or a dentist office or a pest control company. A lot of those home services we, and uh, legal services, we've already nailed those industries down, and so we literally can have them up live and producing the results that we need within one to two weeks. So there, there is very little um, ramp-up time. And so that's one of our strategies as a business is to focus on the industries that we've already proven, that we know how to drive the results and that we've got a, a model that works great for that. Now, we do still get a lot of clients that come to us with unique business models, and what you've described is absolutely correct. Uh, it takes time to figure that out. We, we are having to recreate the will. Now, we've got an advantage of thousands of uh, businesses that we've been able to work with to accelerate the, the learning curve and to uh, apply those best practices. But for an industry that we haven't worked in, even with the experience that we bring to the table, we often find in the first three months determining whether or not it's even viable to achieve their objectives and goals uh, based on the constraints that are in place with the business. Um, if we get past that period where we say, yes, either it's already working or we see a clear path to victory, um, we're, we're looking to help them break even and be profitable within six months and then in the nine to 12 month category start using that to grow their business. And certainly it happens faster sometimes, and other times it happens much slower. Um, what we've found to be the most effective at helping get over that hump initially is making sure that we really understand the business metrics. We internally refer to it as the business um, math 101, understanding the basic principles of what's an acceptable customer acquisition cost in contrast to what the lifetime value of a customer is to them and making sure that the platforms and strategies that we use align well and it seems reasonable that we can make those numbers work. So you kind of led me into the next question about lifetime value because, you know, working with a company like yours uh, where I presume there is, you know, going to be some setup, even if you've managed to uh, perfect that with, with all the experience, um, has the software helped you uh, keep your customers longer? I, I'm guessing if it's more effective, nobody's going to leave, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, in the industry that we play in, there's a lot of movement with, you know, marketing directors, managers, even CMOs, all move jobs actually quite frequently. And so in areas where we're seeing a lot of success, industries where we already know how to make things happen, we certainly have a lot less turnover. It does still happen, uh, but the software and the experience in those industries has certainly extended the time period that clients work with us. And um, Obviously, it's, it's more of a challenge on those that are unique or new industries to us that we're working to figure out with our clients. But absolutely, the software and experience in specific industries has increased our lifetime value or the time in which we're working with these clients dramatically. Wow. What do you – I mean, gosh, I, you work with so many clients. Is there like a top tier of 
whether it's an industry or a niche that you just have like extraordinary results in or um you know what i mean are there are there certain are there certain sectors of the business world that you just you know it's a slam dunk as soon as you're going to meet with somebody there are those that are just a slam dunk. I mean, if we talk to those industries that we know we're successful in, our top two industries from a volume standpoint are actually B2B services and e-commerce. Um, and then we have a lot more of our local or niche uh, business models that are, are typically not as large, but they're more local, and we, we have a template that we can kind of apply. And I mentioned a couple of those already, like a dentist, a personal injury attorney, um, et cetera. So... Yeah, I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to is whether or not it falls in that area or not. It's crazy, the uh, statistic that you uh, provided, 76% of AdWords and Facebook budgets are completely wasted. <laughs> and um, what's the what's the biggest reason for that? I mean, just, I mean, I, I guess the big broad answer is they don't know what they're doing. But, I mean, short of that, is it, um, can you be a little more specific? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a lot of data backing this up at this point, and we see a lot of the same mistakes. Um, and we're not looking at mistakes just from inexperienced people, Jim, either. I mean, we're talking about uh, accounts that are run by other agencies, competent internal teams, but it's not, a, it's not a static target that we're moving towards. There are updates, settings, best practices that are, are very much a moving target. Um, and a couple of, you know, let's, let's talk about AdWords specifically. Uh, a lot of people still bid on broad match keywords. And, you know, they're, they're bidding on this broad match keyword where their ad is now showing for a wide variety of things that people are searching for. And what we've found is that there are two components, whether in AdWords or Facebook, that need to be in place. Uh, number one is we need to have a consistent message. So we need to implicitly bid on the types of keywords that we want, have very specific ad copy to that, and then point them to an experience on the website that is very in line. And just by doing that alone, we'll see performance three, four, five X, just by making sure things are set up that way. Um, the other element that a lot of people are doing incorrectly is on the flip side of that. They're bidding on broad keywords with ge general ads for all of their keywords, pointing back to a homepage. And they wonder why their campaigns aren't performing. Well, the cost per click on AdWords is just too high for that approach to work anymore. Yet, that's how most businesses are still doing it. Um, so that's what we found to be very successful. Now, the other element is uh, two other components, retargeting and making sure that the traffic that you're fighting hard for and paying a lot of money for, that we're not just doing a one-and-done approach of, I hope they buy or I hope they fill out the lead form when they're on my website, uh, but having a, a strong retargeting strategy with different audiences based on their behavior while they're on the site. Um, and then the other element, uh, as part of our professional services, we actually help A-B test uh, the entire flow on the site to make sure that it's actually converting the traffic the way that we need it to. Because even if you've got AdWords set up perfect and you do not point them to a high converting experience, you're still not going to win. And so those are some of the areas that we've identified and that we help uh, make sure that those are, are dialed in. And part of our software is we actually just run a free audit for anyone that's interested and whether or not they want to work with us, we'll deliver uh, the report of the audit and, and how it, what's working, what's not. And if, if it helps them be more effective as a business, that's still a win for us. Uh, most of the businesses that work with us just say, look, um, I, we don't have the bandwidth or the expertise to do this internally, so just take care of it for us. 
but we've got a free audit tool that shows what needs to be done, and uh, we, we're glad to run that for any business that's interested. Well, that's awesome, and you know we're we're sadly out of time. This was a very uh, fun interview for me, but the clock dictates all. So, since you brought it up, what how do people, how do my listeners avail themselves of that uh, free audit? Yeah, you can get a free audit of your Facebook or AdWords campaigns, or a free audit of your site um, to see where the disconnect is and getting the performance that you need. And the best way to do that would just be to reach out to us through our website at disruptiveadvertising.com and we can chat from there. That's awesome. Jacob, this has been really fun. I, w I wish I had more time with you. Maybe I can get you back sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jim. All right, continued success. It's really, uh, I really admire all you're doing, so uh, continued success out there in Utah. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jim. All right. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Dream Business Radio. Remember, uh, I want to thank the Dream Business Academy for sponsoring this show. Again, you get $100 off using the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Go to Dream Biz Academy, dreambizacademy.com. Remember, thank you to uh, my editors, assistants, everybody on my team that makes what I do look so easy. And, and com compared to how many interviews I've done today, I probably need a little bit more help on the easy part of it. You can still get a free copy of my new book. My seventh book is called Just Say Yes to Creating a Dream Business so you too can live your dream lifestyle at justsayyesbook.com. Until next week, another great episode of Dream Business Radio. This is Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care.